0: Hello! You are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Saturday Morning Coffee. The Cost of Obedience, a reflection by Diane Pendergraft. All scripture quotes are from the English Standard Version unless otherwise noted. Quote. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Quote. Acts 6, 7. A great many priests became obedient to the faith? I had never stopped to think about that phrase before. The priests were some of the most relentless antagonists of Jesus during his ministry. These same men had probably stood before Pilate and demanded Jesus' crucifixion. Mere days before their conversion, these priests had been among those who had been grieved by the teaching of Peter and John in the temple after they healed the lame man. The priests in Jerusalem were prominent, highly respected members of the Jewish community. They had a lot to lose by becoming obedient to this new faith. What would that have looked like? What must it have cost them? The story of each one may have been as dramatic as Peter's or Paul's. I wonder how many of them lost their homes as they came to understand how the crucified Christ had fulfilled all the promises in their rituals, it must have affected how they performed their jobs. Others would have noticed. The converts wouldn't have kept silent about it, would they? Were they at first discreetly encouraged to leave their homes in Jerusalem, then not so discreetly forced out? After the conversion of the priests, the next event recorded in the book of Acts is Stephen's sermon and his subsequent stoning. Quote, and there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Quote. Acts eight one. This must have included the obedient priests. Were they sojourners ever after? It would have been natural to seek out the Jewish community in whatever towns they went to. As Paul did, they might have hoped to reveal the truth to their brothers. But we see later in Acts that after much abuse and persecution from his fellow Jews, Paul finally had to say, From now on I will go to the Gentiles. Acts 18.6 Paul never settled anywhere again. He experienced almost every kind of pain and deprivation. From prison he rejoiced that he was counted worthy to suffer for his Savior. If these priests lived their faith, their ends may have been similar. We are blessed to live in a country where freedom to be obedient to Christ has been guaranteed for over two centuries. We've taken that for granted. If I have ever lost anything because of my faith, it wasn't significant enough to come to mind at the moment. What if that should change? The beatings the apostles suffered weren't only about inflicting pain. They were also a form of public humiliation. When this happened to them, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Acts five 41. I'm not sure that would be my first response to being treated unjustly, whether physically or otherwise. Jesus told the disciples, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16 Jesus said, I will have tribulation, whatever form that may take. Why do I sit around hoping and praying it doesn't happen to me? Am I really trying to live in a way that people see Jesus in me? Or am I hoping it isn't obvious enough to cause me any trouble? Suffering is mentioned in almost every epistle in the New Testament. In those that don't specifically use the word, there is likely a reference to endurance and steadfastness. In this life, there was always something to be endured. In Luke 21, Jesus warned his disciples of the persecution they would suffer. He said, This will be your opportunity to bear witness. And, by your endurance you will gain your lives this is the perspective i need to keep in mind my eternal life and the lives of those i may influence are what matter rather than my rusty moth-eaten possessions or the opinions of others about me come what may i pray that i will have the strength to agree with paul the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us romans 8:18. 8, i also need to learn to say with conviction becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3, 7-11 I know this is possible because I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. 2 Timothy 1, 12 from the King James Version